When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Laura, what do you got? All right, guys. So, you know, we've been talking about a lot of sad things, sad things for me and for Laker fans because, you know, our season is over. But I wanted to talk about something cool that I saw, something funny. You know, I've never been a reporter, like, um, on-site reporter. I know, Sedano, you do sideline reporting. But what would happen, and let's just say, if you're reporting somewhere and your mom pops up? So I want to play something for you guys. Oh, I've seen this video. <laughs> this is my mom. Hold on. Uh-uh. I'm trying to work right now. You over there calling my phone. This is D'Angelo. You can say hi. And don't be holding up traffic because you got cars behind you. Did you record? So, as you guys can tell, this reporter had his mom stop by on site. This happened in Ohio. And I just wanted, you know, everybody that's listening to get a laugh because I feel like when you do something great, moms are always there to support you. And I just wanted to know, since you guys have done things like that, has your mom or anyone that you love came to say what's up? <laughs> um, kind of like, you know, not, not no, no, not since I've been working in media. Not that I can remember. Um, but I did see that video and that was hilarious. The guy was like a local news reporter and he was doing like a stand up, you know, out on the street mm-hmm. somewhere. And yeah, mom drove by. It was it was really, really funny. That That's was a cute. funny video. Hey, listen, I can tell you guys. I feel this. like you would do that, yes, Cap, to your daughter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, here's mm-hmm, the thing. Mm-hmm. So so, so my daughter, my 18-year-old, mm-hmm. she works at a pizza shop, mm-hmm. which is, you know, down the road from my house. Yeah. And I will go in there, you know, yeah. when she's working. Not all the time, but I love it. I love to see her in there working, doing well. I love it when the manager comes over to me and goes, she's so great. We love her here. Right. I love it. And and also, there's like a really big discount on the pizza, you know? So yeah. I like, yeah. I like there we go. I like now we got to the root of right. it all. Yes. Right. I yeah. like that part of it, too, a lot, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But seriously, like, I think it's kind of cool. Like, the guy's a reporter. Mom's all proud. Mom yeah. pulls up in the background, tells him how great he is. That's cool, man. I like that. Yeah. That was yeah. cute. That was cute. Wanted to share with you guys. That is Excellent. cute. It is great. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. So, I told you I had some observations with the Lakers. And I told you Russ was trying to do the rah-rah thing. And for the most part, guys weren't necessarily feeling it. Guys were either focused on something else, like their own like assignments or whatever. A couple of guys obviously were looking at him nodding and but it wasn't like this like, you know, speech where everybody's like, Yeah, Russ, we're with you and they're gonna well, run through the you know, the door for him, you know, like that. But kind let me of stuff. ask you something. You think it's yeah. you think it's who it's coming from? In other words, if LeBron was saying what Russ was saying Guys might take it differently, but it's coming from Russ. Do you think that it's who it's coming from? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not going to dismiss that is what I would yeah. say. Yeah. So it was uh, – I felt bad for him. And, look, he's had a rough, rough year, okay? He's averaging the lowest points per game that he's ever since his rookie season, okay? And I remember – and today on Around the Horn, I was getting pushback on that. Well, that was what we expected. He was going to have to take a sacrifice and blah, blah, blah. Right, but no one expected him to score – as much as he did during his rookie year. You know what I mean? Like that's, or as little. Or, right, or as little, right, in this particular case. Yes, uh, that's a better description of it. And it's like, yes, everyone assumed, of course, he wasn't going to score 30 po- points a game. Excuse me, I have the hiccups. 30 points a game, but 18? That's not what anybody expected. He was expected to be in the 20s. Um, they were expect expecting to get 60 to 70 points a game from those three guys. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, that, that, hey, listen, it's really, really nice on paper. Hey, look, on paper, we're going to get 60 to 70 points from these three guys. LeBron's going to give you 25-ish. Uh, AD's going to give you, on average, 22, 24, somewhere in that neighborhood. And Russ is going to be good for in the same kind of neighborhood. Yeah, like the 2022, 20, right, yeah. Right. And so um, it's really great when you look at it on paper and you go, this guy's going to score this if he just has his average year and this guy. But the thing is, is that, Obviously, AD again. I, I you can't count on him. So when you when you look at his numbers and you go, well, AD is going to give us twenty two points a game. Forget that. Take that off the table now. 
But Russ, to your point, you know, he was probably expected to score 22, 24, 26 points a game, and you say he's, his average is 18 points per game? Yeah. By the way, it's not just the 18 points. I mean, George, last night, missed layups. Uh, well, this month the... has been extremely miserable. He's like yeah. under like 13.9. Driving the lane and losing the ball and turning the ball over. Probably um, the best thing that happened to Russ or even, even LeBron last night with all the turnovers was the worst pass in the history of the NBA, congratulations, DeAndre Jordan. Oh, he threw it into like the yeah, like oh, like like twenty feet over. Um, what uh, this? Uh, who was its head? I'm trying it was, to remember. It was, was Ellington. Ele- Wayne Ellington. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was. El- yes. He, he threw the ball over Ellington's head, like as if Wayne Ellington was going to jump thirty feet in the air. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like so far we've seen DeAndre Jordan help carry AD off the court when he got hurt, and right. now airmail a ball up into about the twenty fifth row. What yeah. was that? Yeah, well, he got They're, he got like waved today, didn't he? He did. Or oh, they're going to wave him. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. and and it looks like Philly will pick him up. Um, is the word according to Woj? But yeah, I, I but th- so if they're going to wave him, remember when I told you at the deadline that I was surprised they did not, um, for tax reasons, just dump DeAndre Jordan and Kent Bazemore, and yeah. it would have saved them $8 million over the luxury tax and all that stuff, blah, 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 even though they're minimum deals that, you know, because of the repeater tax and all that, they're worth, you know, it's it's like three or four times more against the cap than their actual, uh, you know, salary contract. So it's why when I was like, I mentioned that kind of in passing that one day, I'm like, it's kind of weird that they're not doing this. And you were like, well, maybe they're going to use him. And you were right. I mean, maybe they, they did use him yesterday, and then maybe that pass kind of just you know, sent them over the edge. But if you, if you couldn't kind of foretell that you weren't going to probably get a lot of run out of him or that he wasn't going to fit your plans, then you know that's kind of on you guys a little bit too. But anyway, I feel bad for Russ. Um, despite his poor play, I just still feel bad for him. I know Laker fans are mad at him because he was asked the question in the post game about – well, you know, does any of this stuff bother you? Does it like you deal with it at home? He's like, take it home. Like, right. no, I got three kids and a right. wife. Beautiful and, wife. Know, take it home. What are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, honestly, that is the healthy way to do it. Well, if you really can, if you can do that, good for you. Right. And I and I do think you're right. By the way, I do think a lot of Laker fans heard that comment last night because and got when pissed. He, right. Well, because when when the question was asked, I don't remember who asked the question, but they were like, so, dude. Um, you know, does this bother you when you hear fans boo? And the, then the question actually became, do you take it home with you? Right. And I thought I thought right away, I was like, that is a really dumb question. But but within a split second, I was like, you know, maybe it's not a dumb question. And then the way Russ responds, which is, take it home. Are you Take it home. I'm getting in my car. I'm going to check my, my bank account because I'm getting paid $44 million this year. I'm going to drive home to my wife and kids in my hometown where I wanted to play. And even though we stink and we're not going anywhere, you think I'm taking this stuff home with me? I'm not taking right. this home. Yeah. Now, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know if I believe him. Because if you're a professional and you actually really give a rat's ass about what it is that you do, especially when you do it in public, when you stink the way the Lakers stink right now and you're having the kind of month that Russ is having, I find it hard to believe that you can't. How could you not take it home with you? Um, I mean, I, I would agree it, it, that, like, if it were me, I, I would absolutely, like, take it home. But I do try to compartmentalize that stuff. Um, you know, I try to separate work life from home life as much as I can. It's a little different because my wife works in the industry and understands what kind of situations go on. And I also, you know, I, you know, I mean, it's my wife's my best friend, basically. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, I talk to her about everything. Um, so she kind of has a an idea, and because she can have real input, because she's worked in the business for a long time, um, that you know would be beneficial. But m- more times than not, you know, it's really a quick conversation, just like, oh my god, you're never going to believe this X, Y, and Z. What do you think X, Y, and Z? And then it's over. Like, we're not harping on it because I don't want to talk about it for very long if there is a work-related thing, good or bad even. It doesn't really matter Um, because I'd rather just kind of separate and, like, just compartmentalize that thing. Now, I'm also decent at compartmentalizing in general. People get mad at me because 
I can separate the art from the artist in a lot of ways when there are people in sports that aren't necessarily great human beings, let's just say, but are also excellent at their craft, right? I, I, I am, I'm okay doing that while still expressing, hey, yeah, this person probably not someone I'd want to be friends with, but I can still marvel at their ability, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but people get mad when I do that, but I, that's just me, right? Like, I'm willing to do that. But Russ's answer is not the wrong answer. It's just people – here's uh, – dude, I'll never forget this, okay? I remember having a conversation one time with, like, friends of mine. Now, forget about just people listening to sports or consuming sports. Friends of mine, okay, who were legitimately mad because they, we were out to dinner, right, one night. And we were out, and there was – an athlete there whose team was having a miserable season. They had just gotten the doors blown off them, okay? And this was a prominent athlete, okay, was having dinner at the same restaurant with his family and friends, and it looked like they were celebrating some sort of event. might have been someone's birthday or something. And my friends were like, look at this dude. I can't believe that, you know, he's out here celebrating. And I'm like, I looked at them, and I was like, are you bleeping serious? Like, he can't celebrate someone's birthday or whatever because he got blown out today? Like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, you know, these people have normal lives too, you know? Like, I've always found that to be so strange. That, And I get fan is short for fanatic, but that's, like, weird, dude. Like, you know, like it's just strange to me that you can't understand that person's also a human being and can be out and wanting to get away from a rough day at work and being around their friends or family and just – Going out to a nice dinner. Yeah. I think people look at Russ and they listen to his comments last night. Hey, do you take this home with you? Like these bad losses. You take these home? And he's like, no, man, I don't take this home. I got three beautiful kids. I got a beautiful wife. I got a great life. I make $44 million. I got a nice car. I'm going home and I don't care about this nonsense. And people hear that. And you know what people think, George? They think, oh, my God, I care more about the Lakers winning than he does. And that's where they get, I'm going to use this in air quotes here, that's where fans get offended. You know, right, but they, that's stupid, is what I would say. Right, because here's just, the thing. Yes, you do care more because you are a fanatic, okay? They are a paid employee, okay? And I get you're going to sit here and yell at your radio, but Kobe, not – I've told you this over and over again. Not everyone is Kobe Bryant. You ha- He is one of one. You cannot expect – Every player that walks through here to be Kobe Bryant. By the way, you know who occasionally had some moments that reminded me of Kobe, the way he tried to treat things? Was Kyle Kuzma. You know what you did? You ran his ass off too. (laughs) You didn't love him. He even tweeted about it today. When when the video was out there about the Lakers players drawing with the fans, he's like, yeah, those Laker nations will get on your bumper, right? You just have to deal with it. And it's like, yeah. That's the reality of it. But it's like, yo, man, like, I, I, it just it drives me nuts that it's just like, let people just be people, man. Laura, you said something in my ear about, about like, what Russ said. No, I just said that there is degrees. Like, no, no good human being would want him to take that home. And, you know, you're right. When you love what you do, there's a certain amount that you're like, you know, I make mistakes back here. And I'm like, damn. And I get mad. But I take a breath and I'm like, I got to let it go because there's more to do. I don't want to take that home. I don't want my family to deal with that. You know, sometimes we leave and there's a little bit that goes with us. But nobody should want you to go home miserable. That You're a miserable person. L- Lindsay, I mean? there's no, I mean, I, granted, we all have, I mean, I think we're all kind of type A's here, the four of us, right? So it's like, I think we all do have those moments of you take it home. But I think for the most part, like, you you get to separate it, right? Yeah, I think anybody who has a problem with him saying that might be slightly delusional because just like with any job, like imagine what they do. I mean, you know, and again, like you saying that the the fans, fans short for fanatic, like of course they're going to care more. But do you think, like there's people who think about like the Lakers or the Dodgers or their sports teams 24-7 and like they can let it affect their mood for the next week, you know, yes. when they lose yes. the World Series, whatever. Of yeah. course an NBA player should not feel the same way because I, I it's know their job. Raider fans. I know Raider fans who are grown-ass adults, okay? Not like this used to happen to me when I was like in high school, maybe college, okay? Where my team would lose on Sundays and I would be like in a like pissy mood until like Wednesday or Thursday. But grown-ass adults with children, okay? 
some of them grown children who are like upset on Thursday still. And I'm like, dog. What's wrong with you? I used to get like that with my fantasy football team, not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. My friend last night, he was so, I mean, I told you, he got drunk. All he did was complain after we left. He texted me in the morning and was like, I'm still mad over the damn game. I'm like, bro, let it go. Um, we saw the good news is at that game there were a lot of our fans of the show, and I want to discuss some of that because I ran into a bunch and they had a bunch of things to say uh, about the show, uh, mostly great. Uh, a few things that concerned me, particularly about Cap. Uh, and then Laura was there, and she ran into some people that liked the show. So we'll do some of that on the other I, side. I want to know what concerns people about me. I mean, are they worried about me? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. All right, but we'll get to that in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Cap, who's this? Um... Is this Shakira? Yeah. Good job, Cap. You knew something from pop culture. I'm proud of you. Well, I feel like maybe by seeing two movies so far in 2022, like it's coming back to me now. Yeah. In There's a way. song by Celine Dion named that, you know, it's all coming back to me now. No, I don't think I knew that. You probably Actually. saw it during the concert. You just don't remember it. Right. I didn't remember where the concert was. I forgot it was at Caesar's Palace. See? Um, real quick, I'm having, uh, I was, <laughs> I was texting a buddy of mine today. I don't know where we got into the conversation, which I, oh, he was saying he was going to dinner. I was like, ah, no, I'm not going to go to dinner. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to eat at home. I, I ate Gus's fried chicken yesterday after the game because that's what they catered for us, um, for the whole crew and like, you know, the, everybody, the, the broadcast team, the, the camera operators or whatever, which is delicious. You're at Gus's fried chicken. I've not had Gus's fried chicken. What time of night did you have this? 10 o'clock at night. See, this is a problem for me. I would have no self-control, and I'd be like, ooh, done with the game. There's a post-game meal for the crew. Um, I'm in on that. It's free, and it looks delicious, and I haven't eaten in a few hours. I'm really hungry. So I would be crushing Gus's fried chicken, and then, of course, I'd have all this you know, regret, and I'd probably you know, have to get on my Peloton at night. Ugh, don't ask. Yeah. So what I did was I had one piece mm-hmm. um, there. And then they gave it to me in like a crate, right? Like, and you know, like a little box, like one of those little plastic boxes, like a takeout box or whatever. Yep. Right. So then I brought the other piece home, it was like another breast, and I I had it for lunch today, um, and it's delicious. Gus's world famous fried chicken. Uh, there's one I believe in like mid city area. Like, did you uh, heat it up or did you eat it cold? I put it in the air fryer. Oh, really? Yeah, it's delicious. Wow, a little air fryer action. Yeah. Um, and I think there's the other locations in Long Beach, if I recall correctly. But it's delicious. Gus's fried, world famous fried chicken is fantastic. It's the you know the original places in downtown Memphis, and you know they have a couple of other restaurants now across the country. But two of them in LA, one in Long Beach, and one in like the mid city area. Um, so I'm assuming because it was at the arena, we got the mid city area, not all the way from Long Beach, but delicious. So anyway, today I was like, nah, you know, I had like a really heavy meal yesterday. Uh, late at night, and I had it again for lunch, right? So I didn't want to go to waste. So I, my wife was like, um, I was like, what do you think for dinner tonight? And she's like, oh, you know, what do you think? Chicken tortilla soup. I'm like, yes, perfect, right? Nothing too heavy. So then my buddy's like, soup is not a dinner. And I'm like, I what agree. are you talking about? I, I, I used to believe that. But then chicken tortilla soup, I was you, Kaplan, not that long ago, even just like a year or two ago. And all of a sudden, I am now, if you have the right amount of ingredients in your soup, like chicken tortilla soup. First of all, there's chicken in there, right? Okay, chicken, because it's called chicken tortilla soup, right? Correct. So there's, like, strips of chicken in there, right? Mm-hmm. Like shredded chicken. Yep. And then there are tortilla strips, right? Okay. You put some avocado in there. Nice. Uh, you put some chives in there, right? Okay, all right, uh, all right. You know, like, there's things in there. Like, you know, like, it's a hearty meal. And then the other thing, I now, do you believe chili? Because chili is also technically a soup. Is chili a meal? Um, I don't think of chili as being a meal. I don't 
the soup thing is, you know what it is, George, is I think of soup as being something that I slurp rather than chew. Does that make sense to everybody? Right, you but know? chili is like... Has, but not know, everything beef. is like that. Like I don't know what I'm saying. Like, my mom used to make uh, chicken noodle, like homemade chicken noodle soup, and we would eat it with like blueberry muffins or like cornbread muffins for dinner, and it was a meal. So like I think... Like, I don't know, if you're talking about just, like, plain old soup out of a can, maybe, but I feel like it's right. definitely yeah, a meal. there's stuff in there. You know what I mean? Laura, it, you know, um, I mean, pozole is, like, a real meal, right? Dude. Like, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. My mom yeah. made that yesterday. I don't know why, because it was, like, super hot, pero right. la señora hizo pozole menudo. Yes. Birria. I mean, they're so good. What about albodangas? Albondigas? Oh, that, yeah. Yes, those are also really good. I don't eat those anymore because of the rice, but so good. But you see, yeah. now, now you got meatballs and rice in a broth, and now you might actually think of that as being a meal. Tortilla soup is a meal. I know. The thing about tortilla soup is when you call it soup, it intimates to me that I'm not going to chew on it. I'm going to slurp it and swallow it. Does that make sense? What kind of soup are you eating that you only slurp it? Like baby, like those those little baby soups? Like broth only? Do you only have broth? No one's ever made like authentic soup for you? Yeah, like my my three-year-old eats it with like noodles and chicken and carrots and stuff in it. Chicken and stars might be one you slurp. but like let me give you an example though. Let me give you guys a good example now. This This is actually an interesting discussion. Now you take a... A matzo ball soup, right, which is a nice chicken broth, maybe some carrots that have been in there. Maybe there's even a little bit of chicken. Uh, Maybe there's some noodles. And then you throw in a big old giant matzo ball, okay? Now, you get done eating that matzo ball soup, and that's like a precursor to the next part of the dinner. And you get done eating the matzo ball soup, and you're like, what do I need to eat dinner for? I'm so full. But you never consider the soup the meal. You consider the soup. Part of the appetizer before the meal. But you're arguing that the soup can't be the meal, but it can. But, well, that's what I'm saying is that I never consider it to be the meal. Maybe I should reconsider. You should definitely reconsider because I've had plenty of meals that were soups. Plenty of them. I mean, most soups are like hearty and chunky, you know? Sean McVay, Campbell's Chunky Soups. No one just slurps soup. I would not want to go out to dinner with you. Why? Because I'm one of those people where I get annoyed or grossed out really easily by people eating sounds. So you being like, like that would creep me out. So it's so funny. We were having this conversation today in the TV building. I was in there to do the UFC show I do with Chael Sonnen, which you can watch on ESPN Plus every Monday and Wednesday. Um, And I was there to do Around the Horn. So in between the two shows, I came down to the newsroom and the NBA Today crew was there, which, by the way, I'm filling in for Malika tomorrow. But Malika and I and, and the crew were there and we were talking about that like. Uh, we were talking about Richard Jefferson making the comment about, like, how you could hear it's so quiet in here at Crypto.com Arena that you can hear a mouse fart. Um, and we were laughing about that. And then he also said, yeah, you can hear them chew. And then Malika brought this up, and I agree. And it reminded me of you, Cap, because of what your kids say to you. She's like, yeah, hearing someone chew is kind of weird and gross. And if they're a loud chewer, I get it. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know why? Because my co-host's kids say the same thing about him. I know. They, they'll all say to me, they're like, okay, I can't. I'm like, you can't what? And they're like, I can't be with you while you're eating. <laughs> I do that to my mom. She's a loud chewer, too. And Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she also clinks the silverware on the bowl a lot. Like, oh. she'll eat a salad oh, in a glass bowl. Clinker. Oh, a clinker. A clinker. Insane. I'm like, go in the yeah. other room and eat. She's like, no, well, you go in the other room. Or yeah. somebody who, like, uses a fork, like, on the bottom of a bowl and it oh, makes and they that, scrape noise. It? that noise. Oh. The scraping noise. Oh, yeah, it's like chalks, nails on a chalkboard, basically. Yeah. But this yeah. is interesting, though, that the, the soup is the meal. Because if somebody said to me, hey, we're having soup for dinner tonight, yeah. mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't think that's really a meal. But yet, if you said to me, hey, you're going to have cereal for breakfast, and I yeah, would this... you do breakfast dinner for breakfast for dinner? Yeah, oh for sure, hundred yeah, percent. I love I it. Love breakfast for dinner. Yeah, it's great. We do it with the kids all the time. Um, so real quick, yesterday at the game, met tons of people. One guy who specifically sought me out in the red shirt um, and said um, that you need to sing more. He likes my singing, this gentleman. Yeah, and Maybe. he likes your little noises. The down, ticka ticka down. Tick it, tick it down when you did your thing with uh, Missy Elliott. Right. I do love to do that. It makes me feel good. It's like a release of some kind. Bing, pick it, tick it, ding, tick it, tick it, ding, ding, tick it, tick it, don't, tick it, tick it, don't. You know, I like to do all those little things, you know? And when he said that, I almost was like, I laughed and I was just kind of like, 
threw my hands up and like, all right, I'll let him know. Don't worry, I'll want. tell him. But is that what he meant, though, when he said singing? Did he mean No, sounds? no, he did. He said, tell Cap to keep singing and doing his thing. Is what he said. <laughs> tell him to keep making those weird noises that he makes. Yeah. Keep yeah. telling t- tell him that he's actually not too far off from yeah. the drum set, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, like that song by Phil Collins, I Can Feel It Coming in the Air Tonight. It yeah. gets to that point. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. You know, like I play that part of the song because I feel like I sound like the drum set, you know? Mm-hmm. So anywho, yeah. um, so there was that. And then there were a bunch of other guys just like love the show. And we're like, man, listen every day, this, that and the other. So I was very, very happy because, again, generally there's always people like that will come up during those games when I'm there. But it was a lot of people yesterday. And I was like, hey, the show is working. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we do – I, I, we try to do a mix here each and every day of we're going to give you the sports stuff you want, and then we're just going to be ourselves, right? And, like, you're either going to like it or you're not, and you're going to get it or you're not going to get it. You're going to get the bits, the jokes, the inside jokes, or you're not. Uh, if you listen more, I think you'll get all of it because I assume you're all are very intelligent people. Um, because Why would you assume that? Because they're listening to us. There's a lot of dumbasses out there. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe. Um, (laughs) Now, Laura, you actually ran into a bunch of people yesterday as well while you were at the game that listened to the show. I ran into some, but I think yesterday was like a lot more than I was used to. Right. It was weird. No, I know why. No mask. Uh, A lot of people didn't have masks. Yeah, the mask mandate is not Mm -hmm. the same anymore. Out there living your mask-free life, I see. So, I mean, I I would have it on and off. Living la vida sin máscara. Sí. La vida loca un poquito, you know? (laughs) But, yeah, I think that's the reason why people were able to come up to us a little bit more because of the mask. Because, I mean, I feel like sometimes they're like, hey, is it or not? But now, like, since I didn't have a mask. Anyways, but the feedback that I got was very much so like yours. Like, hey, I love the guys. You know, tell the guys I love them. Tell Cap he's funny. Like, things like that. And then there's two people um, that stood out, definitely. One of them was like, man, Kaplan is definitely that guy I wanted to hate, but he grew on me. You like- grew on him like a fungus. <laughs> oh, dude, it happens all the damn time. Let me tell you something, pal. Keep going. So that one, he's like, can you just let him know that the IE loves Kaplan? He is he is an IE. <laughs> the guy. IE? Yeah, the whole IE. So the all IE loves you and that you grew on him. And then this other one. Man, um, there's a lot of them. Yeah, well, I had two that stood out that actually had like something specific, specific to say. But the other ones were just like I said, hey, great show. But um, and then so the other one said, what is up with Sedano always, always punking on Cap? And I was like, no, man, that's the show. He's like, no, no, no. And I'm getting to you. Hold on. He's like, you're <laughs> always agreeing with Sedano. You never take Kaplan's side. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. Oh, that's 100 percent. That's definitely true. true. You follow 100. Sedano's. Anytime Sedano like, says something, no. you're like, 100 percent. I that's, agree with you, George. Yes, you do. hundred percent. One hundred percent. I've had a lot of people tell me that, too, like the or even on like Twitter and stuff. They're like, why does Laura agree with everything Cap says and, or everything that Sedano says and disagree with everything Cap says? And I'm like, no, oh. there's times that I give Cap his props, even though I'm like, eh, I don't want to. But, you know, it's it's always funnier when, you know, people team up. But, yeah, so apparently I'm always on Sedano's side, which I don't think it's true, but it is what it is. But, yeah, there was a lot of people that gave you guys props and loved the show and love what you guys are doing. Well, we appreciate everybody. Let me tell you something. I just got a text. From Sam Lagana. I hope you guys all know that name. That's yeah, the, name. the Rams. Yeah. Right. Whose house? Rams house. And Sam sent me a text just now. He goes, you guys are so off track tonight that it's hysterical. <laughs> so I think Sam probably picked us up when we were trying to decide if chicken tortilla soup is actually a meal or yeah. if there's a differentiation between But, I mean, what are we going to do? Are we, are we just going to – I mean, we talked about the Lakers the first 40 I was going to say we're very on track according to our rundown, actually. Yeah. yeah. We're, <laughs> we talked about the Lakers for 40 straight minutes, and I, I literally – we wanted to – I wanted to punch you in the face. Like, that's where we were. <laughs> I know, so the because, violence. The so anger. because of that, we decided to just do our normal shenanigans, and then that way we don't have to get to violence. Yes. You know, because he was either that or kick you in the ding-ding. You know, um, I didn't want that, George. I did not want you to. You would rather me punch you in the face than kick you in the ding ding. I'm right. sure. But I will tell you this: that if you gave me the choice to punch you in the face or kick you in the ding ding, I will kick you in your ding ding. And I'm I'm kind of trying to decide: do I want to punt you with my left foot, or do I want a field goal kick you with my right? See, foot? See, I don't want see. you to kick. I would rather you punch me because you used to kick. Yeah, and I think that that if I kicked you in the ding ding, it's going to hurt really, really, really right. bad. 
And if I punch you in the face, you'd be like, oh, I can handle it. Yeah, I could probably take it. Yeah, yeah. I got to be honest with you. you know? Yeah, you might be able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. So punching in the face was actually the lesser of the two. I still think that we should set up a boxing ring or a UFC <laughs> octagon no. in the middle of L.A. Live, and I will wear, like, one of those sumo suits, and you no, come No, not, not the sumo suit. Then you yeah, can't move. Exactly. That's not fun. Well, then you come in in, like, a Danny LaRusso sort of, like, you know, karate outfit from the 80s with mm-hmm. your black belt on, and then, yeah. you know, you can take your shots at me, but then I just try and maul you. With my sumo suit on. Right, but you, you realize, on. have you ever been in one of those sumo suits I have before? Not, oh, you know what? Yes, I have. One time, I was at a Ducks game in Anaheim, and they made me, like, run around the rink in one of those sumo suits. Right, and, and I was you, like, can't, you can barely doing? stand right, yeah, with those things it's hard. on. They're kind of like yeah. those big dinosaur suits, the inflatable ones. Right, you but way really heavier. Much. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, I need some kind of protective gear. No, you can put, like, headgear and, like, chest protectors and stuff like that. Why don't you just not fight each other? Because that'd probably be a bad idea. Well, it's not really a a fight. It's an exhibition. People want that. It is an exhibition. exhibition. It's like when Drago fought Apollo. Right. It's just an exhibition. It's not really a fight. And then I'll look look at Kaplan and say, I must break you. (laughs) I feel like those exhibitions against people who aren't fighters never end well. If he dies, he dies. People have been wanting that fight since you guys mentioned it forever ago. Yeah, we should do it. We really should do it. We should. Set up, set up a big ring in the middle of L.A. Live. Invite everybody to come on down. You know, we'll make I think we do it. I think we way. do it. We promote, we promote it for like a year, like next summer. <laughs> next time the Lakers win the championship. Yeah. Uh, we're way over the break, so there you go. There's our bingo card for today. Um Sedano and Cap Bingo card, if you want to see what that looks like. One of our listeners, Royce Tony, created it, and it's on my Twitter, at Sedano, right now. I'll try to put it on my Instagram later, too, if I remember. Uh, all right, we're way over the break, but we will come back with Big Deal or No Deal next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, Christopher, thank you very much. Linz, what do we got? So we have no idea when the MLB season is going to start. And uh, after some news today, people are not very optimistic about that and Philly star Bryce Harper clearly doesn't see it happening anytime soon because earlier today he posted a photo on Instagram that showed him wearing a Yomuri Giants jersey, a team that plays in Tokyo in Japan's top baseball league. The caption said, hey, Yomuri Giants, you up? Got some time to kill. Is Bryce Harper's Instagram post a big deal or no deal, Sedano? I mean, it's not a big deal. It's no deal. Um, none of this. I mean, it's not going to really matter. He's not really going to go to Japan, though. It would yeah, be awesome. Maybe if he, he did. will. Nah, I don't buy it. Um, but it, it's a funny troll, but it's not actually going to happen. But he is. Uh, this thing isn't going to happen anytime soon. This deadline today is going to pass and they're not going to. I'm going to start the season on time. They're going to miss games and they're going to suffer for it. Uh, at the end of the day, like they're, they're all the, you know, all the ones losing money, but particularly the owners. It's hilarious though. I don't know if you saw the, the story about the Atlanta brand or the commissioner, Rob Manfred saying that these teams aren't necessarily all profitable. And yet then we saw the Atlanta Braves made a hundred million dollars of profit last season. Like the, uh, the Atlanta journal constitution did a story the same day. It was like incredible timing. Um, so look, I know people, Walker Bueller cap. I don't know if you saw this. I did put up a tweet and he ended up deleting it. And yep. I don't know why he deleted it. I, I guess he didn't want to deal with the, the backlash, but he was, I thought he was like really thoughtful. He's like, Hey, look, 
Forget about millionaires versus billionaires. Think about it as employees versus bosses. Um, and everyone should be able to relate to that. Yes, I get that these people make a bazillion dollars. But at the end of the day, they are employees just like you and me. They just happen to be very gifted and talented and make a lot of money. But they just want what's fair and equitable. Um, and they have a union to decide that. And if you have a union... That's part of the deal. You're not there just to protect the guys making hundreds of millions of dollars in this case. You're there to protect the kids who are coming into Major League Baseball who make peanuts for many, many years, comparatively speaking, to their output, and the owners keep raking in tons of cash. Like, don't fight for em- for employers. Fight for employees, man. Well, I'll just say this. The, um, the owners have a cutoff date. In other words, they know... Hey, look, if we play 120 games this year, we're all still going to make our money. But that's our cutoff, 120. So, we, you know, hey, look, if we have to miss 40 games, we still make our money, and we're not paying the players for that. So we, we know what our number is. I don't think it's a big deal that Bryce Harper is saying to a team overseas, hey, I'm available. I don't think it's a big deal at all. But I do think this, if a whole bunch of major league players were like, you know what, we'll go play over here or we'll go play over there for a little while. I mean, that would put some pressure on the owners because the thing is is this. Bryce Harper makes a lot of money, okay? Mookie Betts makes a lot of money. But there's guys on the same roster that are making league minimum. And I know that you know making three or $400,000 sounds like a lot of money to everybody, and it is, but not to baseball players. And so some guys can sustain this whole mess, and other guys are going to be desperate, like really desperate. The only reason I said, like, I think it could be a big deal is because they technically aren't under contract, right? Because they they don't have a CBA right now. So until that gets settled, they could theoretically go over there and play, right? I suppose in theory. I don't know for sure in practice. But listen, George, you said it earlier. If these guys wind up missing 30, 40, 50 games, I'm telling you the damage that could be done. Again, I, I'll go back to the mid-90s when they stopped that season in 1994 and they didn't play the World Series. It took me a legit five years until the McGuire-Sosa home run summer. I was out of baseball, completely out of baseball, until that home run derby. You could lose a lot of people, turn a lot of people off. It's very distasteful. It's tasteful. It's a burn. All right, next one. A California company unveiled a vending machine that uses robotics to make pizzas in about three minutes. I saw that. It's amazing. Pistro, yeah. it's based in El Is Segundo. it good, though? Well, no, I haven't tasted it yet, and there isn't a review available because it's, it's new. They just unveiled it, I guess, this week. Their pizza machine builds pies to the specifications of customers who select their own crust, sauce, cheese, and toppings. And now pizza brands are ordering... Uh, the $100,000 machine to bring the products into more places. So people are seeing them at, like, you expect to start seeing them at places like airports or maybe even, like, apartment buildings. So I think it's a big deal, but want to know if you guys would ever buy one of these pizzas from the pizza vending machine, Cap? Uh, my answer is, on the surface, no. I'm not going to buy a pizza from a vending machine. I generally don't eat things from vending machines. But it's not a regular vending machine. It's making it right there for you. Yeah, yeah right. Like, yeah. So I Let me ask you this. Do you, do you ever have frozen pizza? I do. That's, this is better than that. that yeah, better because you get to customize it and it But you have it. to understand, the only thing is I haven't seen the machine. So my, okay, my I'll opinion, send you a picture and then you can tell me whether or not you would, you would buy one. Right, because my, my opinion could totally change based on the finished product, you know? Like, like I, I feel like sometimes when you're at a, at work or and, and there's nothing to eat and you go to a vending machine and you're trying to find something, like, I always feel totally desperate. Like, I don't want a Snicker bar, and I also don't want a bag of Fritos, but there's nothing here. So maybe, maybe a pizza vending machine is good. Maybe it puts out a good product. How about you, Sedano? Yeah, I'd try it. I mean, if, if I've heard that people say it tastes good, then I'd give it a shot. I mean, I've had frozen pizza. It can't be worse than that. I would I, wait in line to get one of these just because I'd be so curious to see how it all works. You know, How much are they? How much is the pizza in the vending machine? Um, I don't know yet. So it, it hasn't been like marketed to consumers yet. They're, they just like developed it and are selling it or taking pre-orders now for it to go into businesses. So I guess it's up to like the place 
I'm guessing it's somewhere around, I don't know, like 10 bucks, maybe? 8 bucks? It's just a guess. I mean, I do like a good frozen pizza, man. I don't know. Sometimes I prefer a frozen pizza out of my freezer than ordering a pizza from a place. Same with me. There's a certain one DiGiorno's makes. Especially cauliflower these days. Oh, Oh, dude, I love cauliflower. Cauliflower frozen ones are most, in most places, they're better than the ones in the stores. Well, you know, the other thing is, is if you go to a pizza place and you order a cauliflower crusted pizza, like they'll upcharge you by like four or five dollars, you know, just because they're giving you the cauliflower crust rather than the regular dough. Or then they get you for the gluten free. Not that I'm gluten free, but. And they always upcharge you for stuff like that when it's probably about the same price. Just be a guess. Check but out I, the, the – I just sent you the link to the article. Check it out because it's really cool. It I'm checking it out right now as a matter of fact. It definitely – like I would wait in line just to get one of these just because I'd be so curious. All right, next one. So Shaq was on CNBC today. He was talking about crypto, which – shout out to crypto for oh, way up today. Real quick, Shaq also said this today. There's something interesting. Quick sidebar, because we've been talking about the Lakers all day. He said if they trade LeBron, that they're done winning. Well, that's like what that... I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about crypto. Well, so he, was, he was on for the purpose of talking about oh. crypto and his endorsement deals. But then it turned to the Lakers and their struggles and LeBron. And he said, just like Sedano just mentioned, if you trade LeBron, you'll never win again. Said you have to make a decision. If you put LeBron around the right guys, they're definitely going to win. So is Shaq speaking in such absolutes about LeBron a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Uh, I think it's a big deal because all these Laker fans, like the guy who called in from Irvine earlier today who hates LeBron and says that all I'm doing is defending him. All right, is Shaq only defending him then? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's one of yours. You won you three championships. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, it, it just use logic, man. Of course, you trade LeBron – that doesn't reflect well. Like, you're trading one of the greatest players ever? Like, that would be silly. I mean, first of all, you'd have to agree to it, obviously. We know that. But, like, it just seems, like, counterintuitive. So, did I see that uh, Bitcoin had a big day today? Is that sure right? Did. It did, yes. How much yeah. did it go up today? Like $6,000? Yeah, right. like 16 or 17 maybe close to 20% now. Oh, I was going to say, what percentage? Oh, yeah, because, you know, we talked about this. And I still have yet to buy any cryptocurrency. And I saw that Bitcoin was down into, what, about the 36000 range, right? Yeah. And I thought, maybe this is a good time to buy. And I think I ran it by you guys. And you're like, no, hold on. There's a lot of volatility out there. Maybe not such a great time. And I did notice that it went up, shot up pretty well today. I think it's a big deal what Shaq is selling. Um, look, you got the greatest player of the generation. He's been hurt. His right-hand man has been hurt. His general managerial skills are certainly in question. But LeBron has still played great basketball this year, offensive basketball in particular. I'd like to see where we go from here. I'd love to see LeBron make the commitment to the Lakers. He's verbally said, hey, I plan to finish my career here. Sign a contract. Let everybody know you're not going anywhere. Let your colleagues and your peers around the league know you want them to come play with you. And let's see if we can't get this thing back on track because this season's a lost cause, or so it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Another one? Yeah. Uh, mm, how many more do you have? I don't have any more, but I have one I started to write that I could do. No, no. I mean, why don't we just save it for like a bonus edition on the other side? Sounds how about that? fantastic. All right. We'll do that bonus one. And then uh, I do have more people are chiming in on soup as a meal. I want to get to that. And Cap, yep. there's a football story we haven't touched on today. Ooh, ooh. And a baseball story we haven't we, we briefly touched on. But... A football story specifically that we haven't touched on, and we can get a little further into depth if you like on the baseball stuff. Um, We'll do that in the last segment. Back in two minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yeah, Rihanna. Let's do it. I should have asked you again because we asked you about this song the other day and you didn't know who it was. I would never have gotten it again. Really? Yeah, like I wouldn't have been like, it was oh, just yeah, last you guys week. asked me about this last week. Oh, yeah, it's Rihanna. I should know that. Yeah. I'd have been like, nah, I don't really remember. In one this ear and song, out the other. This song was a summer anthem, man. 
I know. You know what I figured out, though, George? I think yeah. that um, I think what I've come to realize is is that when you're 50 years old, <clears throat> 50-ish, and you've had four kids and been through a divorce and changed careers or whatever, there's just a certain amount of bandwidth that the human brain can hold on to. And for whatever reason, things like knowing who sings this song just doesn't stick inside my brain, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm blaming that it, of course. a lot of things. I'm bl- well, I'm blaming, <laughs> that on, I'm blaming that on all the trauma. You see, and by the way, that's why everybody comes up to you and says, why do you always have something to say about Cap? That, that's you right there. You know why, Cap? Because why. we because love why. you. And no. the more we make fun of you, the more you know that we love you. Oh, is that how I'm supposed to take love? Yeah. When you I kid- mean, in, when you're in second grade. Yeah, when you kid, you care. Yeah. What about mad love? I've heard I've heard Laura say on her Instagram live video, she's like, I got mad love for Cap. Yeah. So that's mad love. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cap, what I find love. interesting is how you don't remember things like, like this Rihanna thing that we just right. mentioned. Yeah. But you'll know, like, oh, back in 1987 when Pitt was playing, blah, 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 and in the third quarter they were down by two touchdowns and they came back with three minutes. Like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, let's, let's, I have a more of a Sean McVay kind of a brain, Lens. Oh, okay. See I bet I you Sean McVay knows that's Rihanna. You think so? Definitely. Oh, yeah. No question. You know what Sean McVay clearly doesn't know? What? Math. Why is that? Well, when you're making $8.5 million and somebody offers you $20 million and you do the math, you subtract the 8.5 from the 20 and you come up with the difference in between and then you go, well, which one's more? And then you say that one, and you go, okay, well, that's what I'm going to go do. Did you see the story that Amazon offered him $100 million to leave coaching to come yeah, do broadcasting? Yeah, but he's going to make that from the Rams now. What kind of contract do you think he's going to get? I mean, he's, he's making something close to million. that. Yeah, probably something close to that, yeah. Think he gets a 10-year, $100 million Gruden kind of deal? I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, listen, Stan Kroenke certainly has the money. No. Oh, yeah, he, he, he definitely does because I saw his wife's yacht yesterday parked in the marina. And let me tell you, that's like people are like, oh, you got like a $100 million house. They got like a $100 million yacht. It was crazy. Yeah. I could not believe it. It was mind-blowing. I yeah. love mega yachts. God, I love mega yachts. I wish I had a mega yacht. wish I could just travel the world on my mega yacht. I like, wish I had a rowboat. Like, that'd be great. Any oh, yeah, boat. you know, a rowboat would be a nice entry-level start, yeah. actually. That's not a bad call. Or anything with, like, a little motor, you know, like a pontoon boat. That'd be great. I'd start yeah. there. See? But I'm thinking big. I'm thinking real, real big right away. I'm not coming out with rowboats and, you know, dinghies. I'm coming out with mega yachts. Have you ever been on a yacht? Like I a have. mega yacht? And let me tell you something. You ready for a quick story here? We ready? Yeah, go ahead. Because you were about to talk about something else. but I No, I was just going to ask you about Kyler Murray and what you thought about his agent putting out like some crazy, ridiculous statement that was like the length of a CVS receipt. But go ahead. Boy, that was great. Um, and it was. Who put that out there that it was Those the length like of a CVS caps. receipt? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I did go on, on a mega yacht one time. A friend of mine who's mega wealthy put on a trip on a mega yacht. 12, 12 people. Crew of 15 people, but 12 guests. And we're standing up on the uh, top of this thing, and there's a whole bunch of people down in the marina, and they're all looking up at us. And I said to my friend, I said, man, I really appreciate you having me. I go, you know, my whole life I've stood down there where those people are, and I've looked up at these people where we are, and I've thought, who are these people? What do those people do? And my buddy put his arm around me, and he goes, well, there's good news. Next week you're going back to being one of those people right down there. And I was like, come on, man. Can't I just have like a few minutes here of, of enjoying them? They're all looking at me, wondering what my deal is. How did I get on this mega yacht? Nope. Next week, you'll be back down there with the regular people looking back up in here at me and the people who have mega yachts. Have you ever been on one? Anybody? Yes, once. Not me. For somebody's birthday. Not me. Yeah, I got a, I got mm-hmm. a week on one of these mega yachts. A week. Damn. Oh, dude, through like the um, I'm trying. We, we started in um, Nice in France and did the whole what are they? The French Riviera, the Italian Riviera, Saint-Tropez. Like, I mean, places Who are where you a kid hanging like out me, with that has those kind of that kind of money. It's crazy. Well, it's true, because like I'm telling you, a guy like me, I'm like, dude, my whole life, I'm the guy down there wondering who the hell these people are up here. Now I get to be one of these people up here. But next week, I got to go back to being one of those people. A week on a mega yacht. Un-freaking believable. Beyond everything you've ever heard. Trust me, bro. 
See the way I use one of your one of your cards there, George? Bruh. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. <sighs> I love how I I put out a tweet about how the Bulls are not legit title contenders, and all these Laker fans are in my mentions about wait till Lonzo and Caruso are back. They're not win- the Bulls are not winning a championship, dude. Like stop, like Laker fan, stop. Like I know you love Lonzo and Caruso, but they're not they're not putting them over the top to win a championship. So you mean got- tell me earlier today when you said that there were six teams that could legit win? They were, the, the Bulls were not Bulls, one of them. Not one of those teams. No. So here here are the teams in the Eastern Conference. Let me guess. You ready? Go. Miami? Mm-hmm. Philly? Mm-hmm. Cleveland? No. Lindsay? I Lindsay, I, I tried, Linz. They'll win a series. Milwaukee? Yes, of course. Brooklyn? Yes. Okay, so that's four teams from the East. Correct. Legitimately, no question about it. Okay. Like, not even – I don't even think the Bulls are better than the Celtics. How about that in a series? Like, I would take the Celtics in a series uh, over the Bulls. Okay, here's the West. You ready? Because you've already yeah. said four teams from the East. You said there's six total. Phoenix? Right. Yes. Golden State? Yes. If is As that, long as Draymond is healthy, which he should be by then. Is that where it ends? Or can I keep going? And then there's then there's the next tier. So the next tier is this. Th- those are the six that I'm like, again, no surprise if they are in, if they are hoisting the trophy at the end. Okay. Then this next group is they probably need a little help, right? Like, just good luck, right? And the next group there, are you ready? Yeah, I'm listening. Or do you want to guess those two? Memphis? Yes. Dallas? Yes. Utah? Yes. The Lakers? No. Okay. Just want to make sure. Just want to make Denver. sure we're on the same page. Don't forget Denver. Okay, Denver. Because they can get Mur- – the, the word is they're going to get Murray and, and Porter back. I just don't know if they're going to be back in time to be in playoff shape, you know? Yeah. And I think – and Boston is in that category too. All right, well, that turned into, like, 12 teams. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But those that second tier needs help. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the same, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, we're done here, man. Dude, let me tell you something. Great job by all the listeners who came up to George last night and to Laura. That is freaking awesome. You yeah. guys are great. What a terrific start to our week. Yeah. Uh, excellent work, Kaplan. Yeah, right back at you. Excellent work, Lindsay and Laura. Uh, we will talk to you mañana. Lakers talk is up next.